This episode is brought to you by Pearnote. Throughout this month, we discussed how awesome Pearnote is for taking notes in meetings, lectures, conferences, and more. Pearnote allows you to combine notes of audio, video, and even slide decks. Whatever you type is kept in sync with the timeline of your media, allowing you to come back to the app, select a word, and be taken straight to that point in the timeline, or watch it back and see the words you typed highlighted as you type them in real time. Pearnote Free for Mac, which has recently been upgraded to take advantage of Lion features like versions, autosave and full screen, also has the ability to now record higher bitrate audio and 720p video. Additionally, if you own Ecamm's call recorder for Skype, Pearnote integrates with this plugin, allowing you to take notes whilst you're on a call, which of course is being recorded straight into Pearnote for your future reference. All of these notes sync over Dropbox to Pearnote for the iPad, so you always have your notes with you no matter where you are. You can get Pearnote from the Mac App Store, the iOS App Store, or directly from UsefulFruit.com, which is where you can also go for more information. And by Squarespace, everything you need to create an amazing website. Squarespace have a fantastic new offer at the moment, where if you buy one of their annual plans, or buy annual plans, you will receive a custom domain name absolutely free. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels to sign up for their two-week free trial and use the offer code 70 decibels 5 at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. You'll be helping to support 70 decibels and Squarespace will know that you've come straight from us. Hey, Michael. Hey. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um... Today I thought we'd just talk about kind of a hodgepodge of stuff that uh, that I'm really liking and have found interesting and I think it might be uh, topical for uh, our regular listenership here on the Enough Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you have any to add, uh, chime in. We haven't discussed this beforehand, so Mike has no idea what I'm going to talk about or mention. But that's okay. He usually doesn't, and that's why uh, I do most of the talking. That's how uh, I like it. I like to <laughs> be surprised. So uh, I'm going to put down these Mardi Gras beads I picked up and started playing with because it drives the audio editor crazy. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and, and talk about a few things. Okay. First off. So lately I've been forcing myself on my 11 book inch MacBook air to, uh, really embrace and love, uh, full screen mode, uh, in those applications that handle it well. As you know, Mac OS X Lion has this new nifty full screen uh, mode uh, that it allows third party apps to tap into. And some of those apps uh, use it better than others. Uh, and, but some of those uh, apps, are, I really actually have come to enjoy the full screen experience more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, Safari. Yep, I was just about to say that. It's Safari is kind of made for it. Yeah, yeah. And I really, like, I tried it, like, when the first, full, you know, full screen mode came out, I was just like, I, I tried it for a second, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Just ignored it. <laughs> for- I think it's worth uh, a mention that this, well, for me especially, full screen mode, um, only works on the 11-inch MacBook Air. I mean, to an extent, the 13 as well, but 
Um, it works on small screen devices. Like I had a 24-inch iMac, um, and I have a Mac Mini plugged into a 23-inch screen, and it's not so good on that. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. It's I mean, too is much it, space. it's just too much and too big and too. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Lion is kind of made for that small screen, like the 11-inch MacBook Air, which is, I think, you know, many people said it's, it is sort of the jewel in Apple's crown. It, um, it's you know, lovely. if you've got, like, Launchpad, I don't use that, you know, personally, but, again, on a larger monitor, it, it kind of just feels a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but on 11-inch Air, it, it seems like it almost fits right in, you know, because that yeah. screen size is kind of not that much more than an iPad, for instance. So, see, I remember when um, when Lion was coming out, I, um, I wanted to talk a bit about about full-screen mode, if you actually. Yeah, um, yeah. In regards to now you're using it, so it's probably the right time. Um, I thought that you might like it um, because it enforces more focus uh, on the application yes, you're using, yes, in a way, true, you know, like true. if you... I mean, I know when I've had a larger monitor, I have like a, like I say, I have an app, say say a web browser, or, you know, or even a text editing application. Yeah. You know, I will have that open in like Twitter and I am to the side of it. Yeah. But on my Air, um, I tend to run a lot more of those sort of apps full screen. So the other ones are kind of away somewhere. Yeah. Well, and uh, in... Well, and let me back up a bit and say one yeah, of the please. reasons why I think it I didn't really see what the big deal was, and I've mentioned this before, is because I have, for a very long time, and by very long I mean since macOS 9, um, used every single machine I've owned uh, with uh, hide-on-switch enabled. So I only ever see one application at a time. So full screen mode or not, it really didn't matter. I still had that kind of quote-unquote right. focus. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? I've mentioned this before. I, I don't. Uh, you may have done. I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, doesn't yeah. jog my memory. But yeah, I, I use a, a a application that is now defunct but hasn't really broken yet, called Light Switch X. Um, to achieve this, and basically what it does is it replaces the default uh, command tab uh, switcher with uh, with a better one. Um, namely, it can be resized. Uh, it can uh, also um, do things like single application mode or hide on switch so that you know you're only seeing one application at a time. There's, there's, a, there's an app called Spirited Away that I'm vaguely familiar with. Yes. Does, does that do that? Uh, too, I, or does it just clear things away? I, I don't know if I don't know how Spirited Away actually handles it. I've never okay. bothered to try it because I'm been like I said I've been using Light Switch X since Mac OS nine. Right. I mean I've been using it. There there was a you know a version for Mac OS nine. Actually I think there was a version for Mac OS eight even. But I think I discovered it with Mac OS nine. Right. And uh, started using it then, although it could have been 8.6 for what I remember, in case I digress. Um, and I promise you we would have no digressions today. Um, so, basically, uh, full screen mode uh, really didn't matter necessarily because I was only seeing one application at a time. But 
being able to fill up my whole screen does provide a more immersive experience I am finding. I also am enjoying the ability on the trackpad to three-finger swipe to yes. swipe between uh, full-screen applications. Um, and that has uh, proved really quick uh, and really nice. Um, another uh, uh, apps, other apps I'm really enjoying it in, OmniFocus. It's great in OmniFocus, especially. Did you have OmniFocus for OmniFocus? <laughs> yes, I have OmniFocus for OmniFocus. <laughs> and I find it's especially good for um, uh, one of the perspectives I have is uh, uh, in OmniFocus as a today perspective that just shows me things that are, that are due, either overdue, due today, or things I've flagged. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and in that perspective, I, you know, have, I have hidden away the menu bar. I've hidden away the, the left-hand column that shows you context and projects and things like that. And I have just this really nice big screen of just my tasks, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Um, mail. Yeah. What? Yeah, there's, there's, like I said, there's some apps that don't work, like iChat on Messages doesn't really yeah, work. Yeah, like, what is that gray fabric, flannel, crosshatch, linen, linen. linen, whatever it is, background. That's that like, seems okay. a bit weird. It's weird. It's strange. And it's like, okay, well, then why bother? Right? Yeah. Stretch the whole thing out, but then it's ugly. Yeah. So then you put the linen in, and it's just what's the point in having it full screen if it's not full screen? Right. Exactly. So yeah, I you know, and so apps that that uh, uh, do it like that, I just don't even bother with. Mm-hmm. Then there is uh, Busy Cal, which is uh, you know great full screen. Um, Reader, which is great full screen. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I agree with that totally. And and mail. Which I'm loving full screen. Now, um, that said, here's the other kind of side advantage that I like about full screen mode. It almost forces you to get comfortable with the keyboard shortcuts, right? Because things like the menus are gone and in a lot they're of apps. A, they're a millisecond away, aren't they? Like you have yeah. to sort of hover. And that's, some apps don't, don't really work. Like um, editing apps like GarageBand... Um, for example, which I do spend quite a bit of time in, going to be moving up to Logic quite soon. But mm-hmm. um, like for example, if you want, you know, the way that I get the recordings into Garage Band, Garage Garage Band, I, I nearly said Garage Band, and I sort of half corrected myself. Um, is like I will drag them from the Finder into the window. Well, you can't do that in full screen mode. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so there, yeah. there, there are little yeah. things that's, that that it, that don't really suit. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, but in the you know the places where it makes sense, it makes sense. So oh yeah, for sure. And uh, what I coupled with that, I am a big user of desktops, <clears throat> desktops like Spaces. Oh okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you multiple know? So, desktops. Yeah, so like for example, I have um, my main desktop where like uh, Sparrow and Messages will be, um, and Envy Alt will be, and then when mm-hmm. I'm recording, I have Desktop Two where like um, Skype will be and QuickTime and, and all that mm. sort of stuff. You know, so I like to have it set out like that, and those two desktops have different desktop backgrounds. Gotcha. Because you can gotcha. set that. Yeah, and you can set that. I, yeah. I like that. You know, I like I like that order, and then I can continue to use the the um, 
Is it three fingers or four fingers? The four finger swipe motion. Left uh, and right. To go between desktops? To go, yeah. Okay. And, and, and desktops and apps. And then you can do the, the, the swipe up for mission control, which I think was such a great addition, like such a, a lovely um, step forward from Expose. I'm, I'm a big fan of yeah. mission control. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I really so, like so, Lion in general. Actually. So, question spaces. Because mm-hmm. I don't really use them, I, I thought they kind of went away in in Lion. Is that not the case? Yeah, but they were replaced with just desktops. It's part of Mission Control. So when you go into Mission oh, Control, oh, I got you. Okay, you go up right. the top, and then a new des- sort of desktop creeps in, and you just press the plus button, and it gives a new desktop. So it, and they're just called Desktop One, Desktop Two, and so on. And they're like how Spaces used oh, to be. Yes. Okay, I see, see it. That? Holy yeah. crap. Uh, Michael just taught me something I didn't know about. Have you ever thought yes. of being a Mac consultant? I'm just curious. <laughs> I kind of know a lot about tip. this stuff. Maybe you can help <laughs> others like you've just helped me. I wished. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the day job and the night one, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, I love it. I love I love uh, Mission Control and, and, and the things that that brings in. Very, yeah. very cool. Very yeah, cool. very neat. Wow, I never noticed that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, other thing I, I wanted to mention that I'm, that I, I'm just uh, liking and just in general astounded by. Have you seen um, David Sparks, Max Sparky's uh, uh, paperless book? Hamana. Holy cow. Hamana. <laughs> <laughs> See, if- I told everyone that iBooksOff <laughs> would be amazing, but everyone's like, no, Michael, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, David Sparks has proved it. <laughs> I think that David Sparks has found an extremely good use for the platform and exactly yep. for the, the sort of thing that the platform is built for. Mm-hmm. I, I think the problem is the platform just isn't, isn't built for me. It's, it's, not not built for, it's not built for just text. You, need, no. you do need more. No, you, you need more. And... And Max Sparky, uh, otherwise known as David Sparks, <laughs> uh, Esquire, because uh, he's an attorney, um, <clears throat> a barrister, uh, he uh, knocked it out of the park with this. First of all, it's it really is a what we believe in hear it enough sort of uh, topic it is uh it's about going paperless and uh basically it is a field guide for that for everything that you could possibly ever want to know from reasons to methodology to strategies to to uh tools to tips uh, about going uh about going paperless uh and uh, taking all of that paper in your life and turning it digital and making sense out of it and filing it in ways that make sense and retaining it for times that make sense and uh uh, and uh, getting tools and and uh, you know both uh, analog and digital that will help you along the way. <clears throat> uh, so really, really, really fantastic. Uh, but second of all, he exploits everything you possibly could about iBooks Author from like an hour and a half of video in this thing. Mm-hmm. And tons and tons of pictures and and uh, 
examples um, and slideshows and, you know, all of it kind of interactively linked together. So if you get to a section that needs a, you know, that, that needs further explanation, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I go into this deeper in this chapter. And when you tap on this chapter, it takes you to that. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. How much there's work over, went into this thing? <laughs> there's over an hour and a half worth of video. Yeah, yeah. In it, like screencasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I recommend as well. He a recent episode of the Mac Power Users podcast, which he is a host of with Katie Floyd. Um, they they go into uh, they talk. He goes into sort of depth about um, a bit more about paperless, really. Like it's oh, a really? Sort of companion to the book. Oh, cool! I was not. Did aware you notice of this. as well that it's called a Mac Sparky Field Guide? Yes. Therefore, suggesting there will more. be more of them. Yeah. Oh, if he did one for OmniFocus. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, because he already has a lot of the video content and stuff like that already in place. Uh, he, for any anyone who wants to dive a bit deeper into OmniFocus, or even just get the basics of how to make it uh, useful. His uh, OmniFocus Ninja Tricks video series on, um, uh, I believe it's called, uh, really, really, really helpful. Um, most of what I do with OmniFocus and how I have it set up and how I interact with it is based upon those those videos. So we're hoping to have him on the brochure in a couple of weeks' time. Um as soon as he released the book, I sent him an email. I said, we need to get you back on in June. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously he would be removed from the, the launch of the book. So I actually want to talk to him about the process and stuff and what yeah. the future holds. Because I'm yeah. sure it looks like it's been quite successful. Yeah. Looking at well, the charts and stuff. Deserves to be. It's only five bucks. Yeah. Apple must love this. I mean, you know, to, to see To see someone come along and make something like this on their own. On their own for five bucks. And Incredible. it's it's brilliant. It's it's unbelievably professionally mm-hmm. done. I mean, it's it's extremely well done. Like even down to the typography is is yeah. It just looks great. The whole yeah. the whole the whole package is is fantastic. He, yeah. He's done an incredible job. Like on his own, I don't know if he had any help, but you know, Still. with the design and layout and stuff, I'll right. ask him that. But you know, it, he's published it himself. We know that much. So he didn't have like a full team behind him. Yeah. How yeah. does he find the time? I don't. I, he's an attorney, for God's sakes. <laughs> like, I, how does he manage it? Uh, the only thing I can figure is that he has no clients, right? He must not have any <laughs> clients at all. Like, like you know, he must have gotten his law degree and then really hit it big with this internet thing and just said, okay, well, I'll be a, you know, I'll be a lawyer in name only, and uh, you know, pay pay my bar membership and <laughs> you know, sit around producing iBooks author books all day. I'll keep the cloak. Yeah. He's a superhero, right? That guy is a total superhero. Mm-hmm. I'm so uh, both impressed and absolutely jealous. Um, so, yeah. Uh, look, folks, just don't even... Bu- if you have an iPad, if you have iBooks, this belongs there. Mm-hmm. Five bucks, it'll be the best five bucks you've spent in a very long time. Trust us on this. All right? Um, uh, what's, what's, uh, you know, so I, I mentioned a couple of things that have been kind of rocking my world lately. What's anything been rocking yours that you can, uh, talk about? Pens, man. Oh, dude, you've gone down that rabbit hole. And I'm never coming back. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm dropping gosh. change now on oh, these things. Man. Starting that show with Brad, the pen addict was both a great 
and horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm getting getting into pens in a in a really big way now. Uh, yeah, it's 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 bad. It's really bad. I I told you. Did I not warn you, Michael? Yes, you did. You really did. I mean, and there's this one pen like that I love dearly. It's called the uh, Retro Fifty One Tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I have received a a pen that's been on my list for a while called the um, Pilot Vanishing Point. Oh. I would suggest. I've not, I've not. So as of this current recording, I have not. It is sitting downstairs un, unopened, and it's driving me mad. Um, basically, if you listen to um, a couple, like a couple of episodes of the Pen Addict, like there'll be, oh, we'll make sure they're in the show notes. But it was basically a, a two and a half week saga of this thing getting through customs. Um, so I'm sure I'll be very impressed with that. But the the tornado is like twenty dollars. <laughs> and it's it's a ballpoint, <laughs> and it's both beautiful and one of the most comfortable writing experiences I've ever had. And it comes down from the build quality of the thing, which is incredible. Um, and it looks, it the, the, they're knockout. They really look fantastic. But the refill that, that the company makes, yeah, and um, the company is called Retro Nineteen Fifty One, yeah, um, is fantastic. They are. Do you own one? Uh, no, not not a, not a retro fifty one. We need to get you one because they. I mean, I am a fountain pen man like you. Yeah, I know that you are a fountain pen man, but yeah, this thing rock. It, it's okay. If, this thing rocks my world. I love it so much. I bought another one. Like, wow. th- there's no difference in it except the design, and, and I feel that I will be buying many more of these. Sorry. Sounds like you're retrieving something for us. Um, um, um. What are you looking for? Yeah, oh, there it is. There it is. So tell me about this uh, this retro. I'm sorry about this uh, Namiki uh, vanishing point of yours. So I have, that you so haven't not, opened yet. So the pilot, yeah, there it is. You mm-hmm. have now. Do you have the pilot one or the Namiki one? There really is only the Namiki is pilot. Namiki is yeah. It's, it's the Japanese name, but their uh, brand is slightly differently for when they for the when they're called pilot vanishing point they're branded slightly differently right yeah just slightly yeah 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 but they are essentially the same essentially yes they're 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 the same thing just pilot is their uh is their english brand name from what i understand and yeah but the company is actually namiki um and uh, pilot japan so like you, you know everyone's heard of pilot but this is their japan arm yeah they 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 sell them Outside of Japan, under the yeah. pilot name. Yeah. So, 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 do tell. Did you did you get one of those lovely stealth ones like uh, the like yeah, Mr. Got, Dowdy did? Yeah, I got the one that Brad did, the uh, matte mm-hmm. black, and I mm-hmm. have the broad nib um, mm-hmm. because I like a medium European nib. Um, mm-hmm. But in mm-hmm. Japan, they they run their nibs a size lower, so I'm mm-hmm. hoping that the broad will will substitute for medium because yep. I have we're it going will. into an extreme rat hole here that mm-hmm. if you enjoy and don't listen to the pen addict you need to to go sort yourself yeah, out with that exactly yeah <laughs> um, but there's a a pen by uh, pilot Japan called the pilot Prera which I know yep. I believe you you own and are a fan of I have two sitting right in front of me yep. right here here they gorgeous, are gorgeous one, one gray thing. one blue they're they're highly affordable uh, they're they're well made well made cheap fountain pens extremely well made cheap fountain pens yep 
and I have the medium nib, and it's slightly too fine for me. Ooh, um, so yeah. I find it a little scratchy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I've gone for the broad, and I'm You would hoping. hate mine, because they're extra fines. <laughs> yeah, that's what Brad uses, too, and, and it's effectively, to me, it's just like writing with a razor blade. Yeah. I don't know why someone would want to do it. I can only yeah. imagine I would cut all my notebooks in half, yeah. but somehow you two manage it. You must be n- yeah. more nimble than me. No, I, we just have very, very small handwriting. Um, yeah, which I do. My, mine is actually smaller than his. Uh, you know, looking at pictures of his on the mm-hmm. internet, as he regularly posts. You know, when he tests out pens and whatnot. Mine. I is feel like you need smaller. to write a letter to Brad, so Ooh. then we can test this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 use a very nice pen and some lovely stationery. As a matter of fact, I might just use my Namiki Vanishing Point, which yes. is extra special because it's got a custom nib. And then you can both send your letters to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will write one. <laughs> so, so, so my Namiki vanishing point, and this is a real rat hole, and when you really get serious about your fountain pens, my friend, you're going to start to get really serious about your nibs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and amongst the various uh, you know, custom fountain pens I own, uh, this one is in a tie for my favorite. Um, but uh, this uh, pen nib was customized by a uh, very well-known in fountain pen circles uh, uh, nib customizer uh, customizer uh, by the name of uh, Richard Binder. And uh, so this is one of Richard Binder's extra, extra fine nibs. So he basically took a standard Namiki uh nib uh you know vanishing point nib and then ground it down under a microscope to an extra extra fine a japanese extra extra fine no idea how you can deal with such something like that this thing lays down the tiniest most beautiful little line full of character that you've ever seen (laughs) it is unbelievable it also costs way too much money but <laughs> it is it is it is really great and then when you really start to get nerdy about it i'll discuss just briefly my other favorite nib which is actually on a levenger true rider uh the levenger true rider uh series of uh, fountain pens uh, made by levenger uh and those who listen regularly and follow me on twitter or whatever know that uh, well i'm basically levenger's bitch um uh, I'm a big fan, big, big, big fan, um, and uh, uh, and I'm a big fan of their True Writer pens. They're they're a very decent, affordable uh, fountain pen. Uh, but uh, the nib on this one is a stub nib. Um, a stub nib basically is more of a, a, a calligraphic nib, uh, you know, calligraphy. Uh, it's it's kind of got a flat tip to it, so you know you get wide on the you, you know wide on on the downstrokes and and thin on the forward strokes if that makes mm-hmm. sense it adds a lot of character to you know to a signature or to or to what you're writing and there i'm writing with it oh wow look at that beautiful um and so uh what's interesting about this is that I had this a full year and a half before they even started offering stub nibs for sale. 
this stub is a prototype that they had custom ground and that a friend of mine acquired and then gave to me because it wasn't his thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so this particular Levenger stub nib is different than even the ones that they sell. Um, it's better in many respects. It's got a nice, it's got the perfect amount of flex to it. Um, and you really get an expressive line. As a matter of fact, I, I would love to uh, write a letter and I will. I'm going to write a thank you note or, you know, just a, a greeting note to you using this pen so you can see uh, how beautiful it is. So, so fountain pens, eh? Mm-hmm. Love them. <laughs> I think you're going to be keeping that banking job for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had to. Don't worry, it'll it'll wear off eventually. At some point, you're just going to have to walk away. You're mm. just going to have to say, "I've got enough." And, I have a very away. addictive personality. I know. So do I. So do I. I'm here to tell you that fifty or sixty pens later, I can now say, you know what? Very few things. Very few things would get me to pull my money out of my pocket in the fountain pen world these days because I have almost everything I could ever ask for. <laughs> I've got some beautiful vintage pens. I've got some beautiful modern pens. I've got the great big bold you know CEO signing uh, corporate document uh, sort of you know you know with you know with uh, you know a pen that is more expensive than some people's cars uh, sort of pen um, you know I've got the custom pens and I've got the cheap pens uh, and uh, but I'll tell you I'll tell you the one the the, the pen that has ruined me lately mm-hmm and we don't even have to get into this because we really should go. The Pilot 5-Tech C. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Or uh, high te- I the High-Tech C. I'm sorry, the High-Tech yeah, C. Yeah, I was about to. The I pilot, would suggest to pick up a High-Tech C Colito, which, uh-huh. which is a multi-pen. Uh-huh. So you can have High-Tech C refills in a multi-pen. And I have four different color High-Tech C refills <sighs> at my disposal anytime. Damn, I gotta, I gotta get one of those. And you don't have to deal with what I consider to be a horrendously uncomfortable barrel in the, in the regular high tech C. So, so, so you got that? You got that at the uh, at the jet pens? Mm-hmm. Jet pens the Colito, C O L E T O. Okay, all right. Check that out, and you okay. can get a you get basically you get the empty barrel and buy like a pack of the refills, and you get like twelve colors or something for relatively cheap. It's good, good stuff. Nice. All right. Okay, well, let's mate, wrap this one up. We're gonna we're gonna go. We've All right. devolved into the pen addict. Yes, yes, we have devolved into the pen addict, but that's okay. So full screen mode, good, paperless, buy it, pens, avoid them if you value your income. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. It. Cheers, mate. Cheers.